Hi everybody, welcome back to The Limit Breakdown, where we review everything in TV shows, movies, and entertainment. I'm your host, Sid. I'm Migs. And today we're going to be doing our part two of our special of Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer, obviously, for Barbie and Oppenheimer being released on the same day on July 21st. And today's review is going to be on Barbie, featuring Margot Robbie and Ryan Goslin. So, our too-long-didn't-watch review of the movie. Migs? Um, this movie was surprisingly thought-provoking. Um, it had great set design and uh, great attention to detail with the references as it came to do with the Barbies mm-hmm. and the different versions and the world. Um, I thought that Ryan Gosling's comedic performance was a standout as well as Margot Robbie's performance as a whole were standouts. I agree. However, we did feel that the Mattel board was completely pointless to the actual story of the movie as well as the mother-daughter story didn't really seem important once they went to Barbie land. So because of these reasons, we gave it four hearts. If you want our deep dive, spoiler-filled review of Barbie, stick around after our intro. Welcome back to The Limit Breakdown, and today we are going to be doing part two of our Barbenheimer special. We are going to be reviewing Barbie. So, Sid, are you ready to beat you off? I'm ready to beat I'll beat you off. No, not if I beat you off first. I'll beat both of you off. <laughs> oh, man. This movie, I will tell you. I'm just going to start. I don't even care. <laughs> I was... I had high expectations of the movie. Um... <laughs> This is going to be sound really bad. Full disclosure. Uh, when I was young, I 100% played with Barbies. So, okay. in, so in India, there's no return policy. Uh-huh. There's a deeper story, but I'm not going to get there today. But anyways, I had a Barbie for some reason, and I played with a Barbie. This explains a lot. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so I was actually very excited to see this movie regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Margot Robbie as well as Ryan Goslin and even uh, Simi Liu, mm-hmm. who uh, famously was in Shang-Chi in the Marvel series, and he's yes. been in a, a show called um, Kim's Convenience, which is one of my favorite yes. series. Um, so I was very excited to see all of them on screen, and this movie was fantastic. It was lighthearted, funny, serious, had a thought-provoking moment, everything. Uh, honestly, when... When I was looking at this double feature, right, this this weird cultural event that sort of kind of happened, this Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Um, when looking at these two movies, Barbie and, and Oppenheimer, and, and me looking at just at the surface and thinking, which one of these movies is going to leave me with a long-term thought-provoking um, feeling mm-hmm. after i walk I, I didn't think it was going to be barbie more than oppenheimer yeah, I, I thought but, this was going to be but more it of really a, was i thought this was going to be uh oppenheimer was going to be like serious and sad and everything and barbie was going to be like a straight disney turn your brain off enjoy filler flick you know yeah and uh no but that that that, that was kind of the point like even barbie kind of thought that's kind of what it was and then in the middle of them dancing and <laughs> Have you guys ever thought about death? 
<laughs> oh man yeah, yeah i was not expecting that at dude all. the 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 placement and and the the whole her foot going flat thing and then when they go to talk to the weird barbie that's been played with too much oh my god uh kate mckinnon yeah. i believe is the character who is uh famously from snl as well um so actually want to talk about the opening sequence of barbie okay right? which i thought was point like on point um so obviously opening sequence barbies they live in barbie world everything is perfect she wakes up you know hi barbie hi barbie hi barbie hi barbie um she magically gets to her uh uh car mm -hmm. everything is done for her well, which which makes sense too because like dolls none of the the houses and doll houses ever have ever have stairs or anything because yeah, you know they exist. usually just go from the top floor down to the bottom so yep. like that made sense i thought that was hilarious uh and then you know they just have a great day every day and this girl's night every night and i'm like that's it it that scene the how they did everything was absolutely beautiful and yeah i you Ryan know what it, it was it was interesting to me because right off the bat you can sort of see i guess the imbalance mm -hmm. right and how ken was very much an afterthought yeah. And like how his entire purpose was basically to be seen by Barbie. Mm -hmm. Um and you know very much like like you know the Ken doll in in the from from the actual you know his role in in the actual you know toy line is to be in basically an accessory. Yeah, it's Barbie and Ken. Yeah. It's not just Ken. So like I I did I, not I, own a Ken doll. I I thought it was great what they did with him and then like towards the end too like I really I really uh so I'm gonna side sidestep a little bit. The shirts that we're wearing are made by our friend Sharita, who has uh, a company called Nemus Trove. Uh, check her out on Etsy. She makes fantastic stuff. Um, I was gonna ask her to make me a I am Knuff shirt. Oh man, <laughs> that would have been good. Yes, yeah, because I I I am Knuff. <laughs> that was hilarious. But yes, if you if you guys want custom apparel's of any type, anything you want. Uh, Sharita Valencia at Nimue's Trove. Check her out. In the description below. I, I would I'd wear that shirt. Yeah. No. But yeah. So I I thought that I thought very early on in the beginning of the movie I I could see kind of where they were going with the story mm -hmm. as far as how how uh, things were kind of shaping up how you know even even the the scene where Ken was kind of like hey you know I thought we could hang out and she's like but it's girls night. He's like, yeah, but every night go. <laughs> the funniest scene to me when he's like, <laughs> and she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> well, I thought I'd stay over and do what? <laughs> I haven't done that. <laughs> the innuendos in this movie. So disclaimer. Now, I, when I went, everybody was wearing some sort of pink. Yeah. I had pink socks on. That's the only thing I could find. I have a shirt in the car, but I can't wear it on YouTube because it has graphic words on it. It says, bleep, I am bleeping magical and has a unicorn. Mm -hmm. um, anyways, I was going to wear that. Um, unfortunately, I did. But there were children all in the movie, right? Very excited because it's Barbie. The innuendos in this movie. <laughs> I was looking at Linda the whole time like, yeah, I, did they I, just I say that. I don't. I don't think they did a good job with marketing as far as making it known that this was not a children's movie. Yeah, I want. I want to actually know from somebody that ha that brought their like little daughter to watch this movie and see what the what the child thought 
or or the parent thought because I don't know. know it's it's interesting like I you know as as a parent myself mm-hmm. I think it would be okay so long as you're willing to possibly have a couple of un- uncomfortable <laughs> conversations mm. but well, imagine if that is just happened like the Mario movie yeah right so so but I think that this this people when they initially thought Barbie they thought that this was going to be because I mean I kind of thought that myself Give me a straight chick flip. That I, well, no, that it was going to be a very, a very G-rated experience in the night. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so story-wise, obviously, Barbie lives in this magical world called Barbie Land, and then there's actually a real world. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Barbie's life is perfect um, until something happens, and you know, she starts malfunctioning. Her toes go from here to flat. You know, her makeup starts coming off. Yeah, the, I, I thought that was one of the more interesting thing because it, it. This could have also been like an episode of like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Because yeah. um, it was very much played for that and how like apparently Barbie Land is is just like an alternate dimension. Yeah. Uh, and Barbie goes to the real world to find the, the girl who, you know, needs help, isn't happy. Now, in the flashback that Barbie saw, because they're like, you're going to know who it is. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling it's not going to be the girl. It's going to be the mom. It turned out to be the mom that was yeah. happy. Uh, um, America, America Ferrera. Um, I thought America Ferrera did a good job. Yes. Um, I I like her as an actress. You know, uh, she's done. Oh my God, I'm losing my mind. Ugly Betty. Uh, is she Ugly Betty? Yes. Okay, Ugly Betty. She, no, that's not what I'm thinking her from. Oh. I'll think. That's what I know her from is Ugly okay. Betty. Anyways, um, Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Oh. Okay. Okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> you would. <shut> <laughs> Anyway, so I so I thought she did a really good job. Uh-huh. The whole dynamic. So obviously she's a little unhappy because of her relationship with her daughter. Yeah. Who her daughter seems like a, her daughter is uh, I guess more angsty teenager. Angsty teenager, and when Barbie approaches her, you know, being all, I'm Barbie type mm-hmm. thing, shuts her down. Mm-hmm. Um. Now, granted, what she says is accurate. You know, mm-hmm. Barbie has in real life put on a unrealistic um view for girls or how they're supposed to look to a certain degree and because that you know what she says is true but you know pushes her down um and obviously you know now the movie dynamic is okay well the mom and the daughter have to reconnect somehow with barbie's help and the, and the daughter connecting with barbie so so taking the 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 immediate plot aside I, one of the things that i think this movie did really well is illustrating concepts right mm-hmm. and right there showing the difference between the concept of the idea of what barbie was supposed to be and what she ultimately became yeah right and so like when you think about it with the origins of barbie like in the you know early 50s and 60s which was around the time when barbie first started coming out like you know women didn't have uh, a myriad of different jobs so mm-hmm. the fact that she was a you know doctor an astronaut a mm, secretary nurse, president whatever, like yeah. all these all these different jobs like was was you know revolutionary um to a certain degree but you know obviously like in barbie land they thought oh yeah we we solved feminism i mean we created feminism we solved you know all uh all discrimination against women in the workplace and all this and that and then you know you, you get the flip side of oh well you know they're they're represented in this unrealistic portrayal of how uh, and what a person, uh, you know, a person, particularly a woman, is supposed to be like. Mm. Um, and it turns out men rule the world. 
Oh yeah, that was because uh, which uh, another thing that was was uh, when Barbie finally gets to the board, she's like, mm-hmm. "Who are the women in charge?" Mm-hmm. Oh, they're oh oh, all men are in charge. Mm-hmm. So in the entire Barbie industry, all the men mm-hmm. are in charge. There's not a single female. Um, so great portrayal on that end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so obviously the Sasha, the girl. America Ferrero, the mom, I think her name was Gloria in the movie, yes. and Barbie go back to Barbie world to you know see things. And at this point, Ken is like man's world, taking over Barbie land to become the Kendom. Mm-hmm. My what was it? Uh, Casa House or uh, uh, what was it? Oh my god, it was my dojo, Mojo Dojo, dojo Baja Casa House. Casa House. Yeah, yeah. It was like, <laughs> it's like you don't have to say Casa. Um, <laughs> to show that oh, this is now. A man's world, kind yeah. of flipping, flipping the the narrative on what everything is, and so uh, that that was actually pretty fun. Now, from that point on, the little girl did not matter. Yeah, had she not gone to Barbie Land, nothing would have changed. Yeah, she had nothing to do. I found that plot dumb. <laughs> Sorry, it made no sense. I thought it was going to be about reconnecting and family. Nah, just threw it out the window. So, um, I. I- I think ultimately the story was more was more about the bigger idea mm-hmm. behind you know what was going on and obviously um again we we talked about this briefly I thought it, it, there were certain parts of it that got a little bit preachy but I understand that I wasn't the tar- target demographic um but I mean I I I do understand I thought uh, America Ferrera had a fantastic monologue mm-hmm. in which she talks yes. about the yes the expectations that are put on women as far mm-hmm. as as what they're expected to be and how they're expected to are and how they to and how they're expected to behave and act and think and and how there's always a caveat you can't be too emotional you you can't be not emotional enough you mm-hmm. can't be too caring you can't be too needy like all of these different things and I, I thought one of the key lines in there where you know she's talking to Margot Robbie where where she's like, you know, you are just representing the idea of a woman and you don't feel like you're enough. Mm-hmm. How is any any woman supposed to be doing? Yeah, that monologue was fantastic. I, I uh, loved it. I, I ate it up. It was awesome. And uh, a directorial note, too, that I thought was fantastic. Um, <laughs> when Margot Robbie says, I don't feel that I'm stereotypically Barbie beautiful. Mm-hmm. And then there's an editor, uh, a director's note that says, Note for the for for the for the director casting Margot Robbie to say this this line is <laughs> because what's funny is I don't know if you caught this so what's funny is as the movie's progressing uh, her makeup starts coming off yeah. she's wearing less and less and less and less makeup mm-hmm. so at that scene Margot Robbie is actually not with barely any makeup at all mm-hmm. so if you her you know her eyes aren't popping she doesn't have lipstick i don't even think she had foundation on mm-hmm. i don't think they mit- did much of the makeup mm-hmm. and that's why they said that because mm-hmm. she's like i don't feel beautiful and be like margo's always she's the still wrong she's person. still <laughs> attractive with no makeup yeah on. um which, yeah uh, that was fantastic uh kate mckinnon i thought did a great job as uh was it weird barbie yeah weird barbie i love her in snl she's hilarious um all the deep cuts in in weird barbie's house um the skipper um grow a grow up uh barbie that they had i i looked some of this stuff up like there was an actual doll 
where like when you moved her arms to simulate her growing up, her breasts got big. Yeah. Like what? What the? <laughs> the sugar daddy. Yeah. The, <laughs> the oh, this daddy. is sugar, and I'm a daddy. I'm like. <laughs> Oh, uh, the, the uh, cock ring can too oh, oh man yeah I, that one took me a second i'm like wait what yeah that was uh the innuendo the the, the reference in that movie were great uh one, another great reference uh, i should have mentioned was when they go back to barbie land and you know ken has taken over and he's throwing barbie's clothes mm-hmm. out the window or wall or House. Second floor, yeah. <laughs> um, and they fly in the air and they stop for a second to show uh what the clothing was and what it matched. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, oh, disco Barbie from this. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, like a uh, tutu Barbie. I thought that was great, great marketing. Yeah. I kinda wanna go and buy a Barbie now. You no, know, look. <laughs> um uh side note moving uh side note from that, I thought um the second half of Ryan uh Gosling um as Ken was just absolutely hilarious oh yeah him Fantastic. him in that in that uh in that big fur coat the mink coat oh dude it was just it was just so and hilarious like, yeah spray paint abs yeah just i mean look i think ryan gosling's comedic chops are are vastly underestimated yeah. i was <laughs> not I, I was not expecting that at all from him he actually. was he was hilarious i mean the way he played it just he played just such a lovable goof and then at the same time, just such a douche. Yeah. Um, and then Definitely. of course all all the Kens all the Kens battling it out was great. Um actually that ending scene, the dance scene with mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Gosling and uh Simi Liu. Yeah. They're like they're doing the uh single ladies dance yeah. ish from Beyonce. <laughs> I love it. I was thinking of Grease uh, at that moment because there was a moment mm-hmm. of Grease earlier in the movie, so he's like loved it uh i think the number three ken um i i forget his name but um it there one of the kens that's featured is actually going to be the new doctor who in the in the upcoming uh season of doctor interesting. who interesting so, um i'll i'll put up his picture up here nice. but okay um yeah. but I, I thought that was cool i didn't even know he was in the movie so that, yeah um cool. michael Sarah as alan oh god yes He's like, I just want to leave here. I don't want to. I don't want to be here. I don't want to give another foot massage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, old Alan, just forgotten, forgotten yeah. line. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All the all the uh, all the Barbies getting brainwashed and yeah. But um, getting getting closer to the point, like uh, the fact that they could have very easily just made a brain dead movie. Um, about, you know, they could have made like a Toy Story thing. They could have made, you know, your typical generic, generic toy comes to life, but they actually took the time to tell, to tell a story, which at at the heart of this, I think the story, you know, obviously it's, 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 uh, it's, uh, feminine centric and it's, you know, it's meant to, to illustrate the, the struggle that, that women go through. But I think it's also much, much more a a human story where mm-hmm. it's like you know we all have these unrealistic expectations of what we think society expects us to be mm-hmm. and the the concept of an idea versus reality yeah um yeah. and and also the the power of an idea as well yeah um i agree with you overall this movie was 
fantastic and i was not expecting it to be that thought-provoking the monologue yes. the monologue as we mentioned earlier that america Ferrero had um was fantastic um and you know what like we had mentioned what barbie was meant to be versus what it became um versus what women want to be versus what they are you know twisted and it is, unfortunately it is what it is right i hate saying that phrase but i think this movie definitely hit harder than i thought yeah no absolutely <laughs> absolutely um i'm gonna agree with you i i went in expecting expecting a fun movie and end up walking out having having watched a really good movie yeah uh, a really good movie so uh, definitely if you get a chance to Go check it out. I would not, however, recommend you take your children under the age of seven. <laughs> well, uh, well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, my final thoughts on this movie is going to be the last line of the movie. I'm here to see my gynecologist. But you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was a funny scene. No, that was that was great. That we was also. Just like the Barbie movie, we also forgot to talk about the board of directors who were basically pointless and had yeah. no. They were so cartoonish. Like I don't under. Oh, oh my god, I'm an idiot. Uh huh. So this movie, so there's Barbie Land. There's a real world, mm-hmm. right? Any other movie to remind you of that? The Lego Movie. Oh yeah, and yeah, you know I, who's I also in the Lego Movie? Will Ferrell. Oh, Will Ferrell. Yeah, that's true. It was more or less not more uh, similar concept, right? That they go over the real world to the, the well, maybe world, the maybe toy, this is the toy world. Maybe this is the start of the new MCU, <laughs> the Mattel Cinematic Universe. Maybe GI Joe is part of this too. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious! GI Joe exists in the real world. Um, yeah, so the board of directors with Will Ferrell as the CEO, trying to catch Barbie and you know make sure it doesn't get ruined. Go back to Barbie Land and do absolutely nothing except come at the end and go like, oh yeah, no. I loved yeah. how they were not at all concerned about Ken being loose. Yeah, they're like, we don't. Care about him. <laughs> we don't care about him. Uh, the whole thing where they wanted her to go back in the box, they yeah. didn't explain why. Like, how does that matter? Does yeah. it like reset her and go back? No. I, I don't. Ex- I don't know. It didn't explain it. So that part of the movie, I will say, uh, lacked. Yeah. The actual plot of the movie. Definitely. Well, subplot. I think the the, the ideas behind the movie were more were more uh, entertaining yeah. than than the actual plot. The actual of the plot movie. of the movie. But, okay. Um. But yeah, that that kind of wraps it up for us. Um. We appreciate uh, all of your input on there. Please don't hesitate uh, to interact, leave a comment, like, uh, subscribe, do all the things. Um, We appreciate you guys tuning in as always. Stay tuned for the channel for more content and we will catch you next time.